And yes, welcome back to GospelBellsRadio.com, your community Christian internet talk radio with a mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's day 16 of Luke December Challenge 2022. And Luke December Challenge is an annual challenge on Gospel Bells Radio uh, in which we invite members of our community to read through the gospel account according to St. Luke, all the 24 chapters in the book of Luke in the month of December. So much so that as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, we also learn more, more about him more about his ministry, more about his will, more about uh, his teachings, more about what he wants from us. And we are grateful to all those who have read all the 15 chapters that we have considered in this year's edition of Luke December Challenge. And also grateful to our dear daughter, Elizabeth Akindele, for reading, uh, for joining us tonight to read Luke chapter 16, for day 16 of the Luke December Challenge 2022. Okay, over to you now. Thank you very much. Good evening, everyone. My name is Elizabeth. I'm reading Luke 16 from New King James Version. And he said also unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What should I what shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from the away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig to beg, I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much hast thou unto my Lord? And he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said he to another, And how much owest how much owest thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write for score. And the Lord commanded the unjust steward because he had done wisely for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light and i say unto you make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness that when ye fail they may receive you into everlasting habitation he that is faithful in which in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that? which is your own no servant can serve two masters 
for either he will hate the other the one and all love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other ye cannot serve god and mammon and the pharisees also who were covetous heard all these things and they derided him and he said unto them ye are they which justify themselves yourselves before men but god knoweth your head heart for that which is highly esteemed among men is abon- abomination in the sight of god the law and the prophets were until john since that time the kingdom of god is preached and every man present into it and it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one than one title of the law to fail whosoever put away his wife and marries marry another commits adultery and whosoever marry a that is put away from my husband commits adultery there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day and there was a certain beggar named lazarus which was laid at his gates full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crops which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and set Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and said, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in the flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy life, lifetime, lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which, they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five for I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into the place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophet, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, 
though one rose from the dead. Thank you. God bless the reading of his word. Amen. And yes, thank you so very much, Elizabeth. Thank you. God bless you. Really good uh, for reading Luke chapter 16 uh, for day 16 of the Luke December Challenge 2022. Now let's go on a treasure hunt. Let's go on a treasure hunt. That's what we've been doing this year for this year's edition of Luke December Challenge. After the reading, uh, we go on a treasure hunt trying to find treasures in the chapter we have just read. Of course, the treasures that we, are, we share are not exhaustive of the treasures in in the chapters we have considered so we always uh enjoy reading from you on whatsapp or uh, by using any of the forms on our page to get your own insight into this into this wonderful account according to saint luke and very clearly in chapter 16 of luke we find our lord talking to us about uh, the use to which Christians ought to put money and worldly goods. What should be our relationship, our disposition to money and worldly goods? Now, this is, uh, we find in chapter 16, the parable of the shrewd servant, the shrewd servant. And this is one of the, par- this is one par- parable of our Lord that has been most misapplied, that has been most uh, misquoted. Right. Oh, I mean, the, and the reason is is obvious. In many of the parables of Jesus, you find him. You find the main uh, character in the parable being the representative of God, the representative of what God expects uh, from us as human beings. But in this parable of the shield servant, we find what we find that the main characters are all are all not examples to us. They are not held out to us as examples. They are all people that Jesus, when he applied the parable paragraph i'm ah, sorry when they applied the parable was saying to us don't be like them so this is a par- par- parable about about unbelievers it's a parable about unbelievers not a parable about believers i mean take for example the parable of uh of the good samaritan the good samaritan uh, was held up to us as an example to follow in this parable we have none of the actors here None of them is an example to us. None of them is an example to us. So you find the rich man himself who had a servant. The servant was dishonest. And when he when he discovered that his master had discovered his dishonesty, he went to his master's uh, customers and caught this with them. So you find the customers themselves in cutting deals uh, with that servant, they were dishonest. The servant himself in cutting deals with them was dishonest. And then when the master discovered that his servant had caught this with his customers in order to save his own skin, we read that the master was impressed. He was impressed. He said, hmm, what a shrewd, what a shrewd servant. And, and that should tell us something. I mean, imagine it. Who uh, would be happy or would be impressed after learning that his servant had cheated him because that's what it actually meant if, if the servant had colluded with some customers uh, to reduce uh, what would ordinarily have uh, been due to him who would ordinarily be, be glad about that or delighted but this rich man we read here i was was impressed i said hmm, what a shrewd guy what a shrewd guy suggesting that uh, the the man himself was cheating his customers right he was cheating them from from the start. It was it was from that so much so that even what uh, the servant negotiated will still appear to him to be something worthwhile. So all the characters here, 
None of them is held up to us as an example. And that is the exact point of this parable uh, that many seem to miss. The exact point of this parable that many seem to miss. Now, I'm reading from the New uh, Living Translation. And we see here how Jesus applied the the parable in verse 9 of Luke 16. It says, here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. Now, this is something we have to be very careful about, but it's, it's quite straightforward. He's saying that, look, that servant, when he realized that he would lose his position, then used the authority he had, used the resources at his disposal to do what? To benefit those customers, although in an ungodly way. Plan it for, he was planning for his future. And you see, that is not strange as well, right? People of this world, that is people who are shielded in, in the manner of this world, what do they do with their earthly wealth? What do they do with earthly resources? What do they do? They use earthly resources to buy position. They use earthly resources to buy, to buy favors, to buy recognition, to buy justice, to buy the praise of men. The people of this world know they're so shrewd. And that's what our Lord said, that look... It is true that the children of this world, they are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. They are more shrewd. So uh, the people who serve money, who are enslaved to money in this world, who, uh, who prioritize money over obedience to God, over the need to show forth the righteousness of God, they are so shrewd, they know how to, how to move around, how to get ahead in this world using uh, the resources at their disposal. Yeah, you, must have, you must have heard people say over and over, and over again, you have to use what you have to get what you want. And so if you find somebody like that uh, who, uh, who is desperate for uh, for favors, he, he, that person will use money to buy it, a uh, position. You find politicians using money to buy position to get recognition, even, even in the church of God, even in the church of God. But Jesus is teaching us that we should not be like that. Instead of that, instead of that, he said to us, this is what Jesus said to us. He says, look, if you are faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. If you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. If you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? So Jesus was teaching us the very opposite of of what uh, that rich man, the servant and the customer stood for. The very opposite of what they stood for. Jesus was saying, look, but for you, but for you, be faithful in little things, be faithful in dealing with the wealth of others. And again, do not be enslaved to money. He said, no one can serve two masters, for you hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You cannot be enslaved to money. And when he said these things, when Jesus applied this parable, do you know what the Pharisees did? Do you know know what they did? They laughed at him. Verse 14, the Pharisees who dearly loved their money heard all this and scoffed at him. They scoffed at him. They must have said, what, what a foolish man. What a foolish man. You have access to money and then you are thinking of other people. You have access to money and you are trying to manage for other people. You, you, you just, just you, you, you get the best of whatever situation. That's what the Pharisees thought themselves. And the same thing, that the children of this world, to use the expression of our Lord, the same thing that the children of this world will say. They say, look, if you have access to somebody's money, you make the best of it, right? If you have opportunity to do this, well, you make the best of it. Just, you know, just uh, just gain an advantage. Gain an, another, an advantage uh, from the wealth of others. Whereas Jesus is saying to us, no, don't be dishonest. No, 
be trustworthy, be accountable, be faithful with other people's things. So they scoffed at him. They scoffed at him. And more than that, Jesus also taught us, saying that you should use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Why? Because those things count. And this is perhaps uh, the second time that Jesus is emphasizing that helping people in this world, helping people in this world count towards how we will be viewed after death in heaven. See, uh, if you read uh, Revelation, you'll find that two books will be opened on the last day, the book of life. So much so that if you do not, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, your name will not be, be in the book of life. But there will also be another book, the book of deeds, of the things you have done. That There is also a record of that in heaven. And of course, our Lord spoke about that in Matthew 25, in the parable of the sheep and the goats saying to us that uh, on the last day, at the last judgment, Jesus will say to those who had money but did not help other people, will say to them, well, you saw me, I was hungry, you didn't feed me, I was homeless, you did not take me in, I was sick, you did not help me. And they will say, well, where did we see you? And they say, well, because you refused to help uh, the least of my brothers on earth, then you have refused to help me. So it is also a reminder that good works count good works count good works are necessary good works show us as the children of our father in heaven good works are expected of those who name the name of christ and how do you do good works by realizing that your resources are not just for you alone in fact they are not primarily for you they are not even for you your resources are not yours all good things come from 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 the father above they are not yours they are the lord's so you should be asking yourself how does the Lord want me to apply the resources I have? Who needs help that I can help with the resources I have? And so we find in the concluding part of Luke 16, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And there's a nexus there. There's a, there's a connection between that parable and that of the steward servant. And in the way our Lord applied the parable of the steward servant, which is that we are not to use our resources to benefit ourselves alone, but to benefit others. Make friends with your righteous mammon. Make friends with, meaning that, well, use the resources you have, right, to buy yourself, you buy, to lay up treasures for yourself in heaven, to lay up treasures for yourself in heaven. And that is what our Lord said very clearly in Matthew 6. You know, Matthew 6, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth. And you see, those people uh, in the parable of the street servant, they were people of them trying to lay up treasure for themselves on earth by, uh, by, even by illegal means, by, by dishonest means. But our Lord in Matthew 6, 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And how do you lay up treasures in heaven? By doing good works. Good works. Good works count. Good works are necessary. It is not enough to say, well, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, but let others see your good works and give glory to your father let your light so shine that the world will see your good works and give glory to your father in a good works count and god expect that we should apply our resources to his uh, to his glory in the parable of the rich man and lazarus while the rich man was here he was he, he applied his resources for his uh, for his own pleasure and his own purposes always dressed in purple always dressed in purple, always eating, eating large, feasting almost every day. And he, and there was that, that poor man, Lazarus, so poor, so poor that he would always stay at, hoping to get crumbs from the table of the rich man. And that's a reminder to us that, I mean, anytime you have more than enough, 
you should you should caution yourself and ask, well, who needs help? Who needs help? There are people who have not eaten today. There are people who cannot even afford to eat. Uh, are you going to uh, continue to feast without thinking about them, without even attempting to reach out and help them, without even attempting to reach out and help them? And I, and I do hope, I do, I do pray really, uh, that the Lord will make us fully understand that we are stewards. We are stewards. That's another lesson we can learn from Luke 16. We are stewards who will be called to give account we are stewards who will be called to give account uh, that's what was called to give account when it was called it became desperate he had to run elter scatter for but for those who have been faithful for those who have applied their resources their opportunities and everything god has given to them who are for those who have applied those things to the glory of god and to help other people you know what's going to happen and they won't have to run elter scatter they will they will be that their good deeds will be already recorded recorded before god already recorded before god and again something we have to note from luke 16 is this the people of the world will scoff at you right if you hold on to principles like this that oh you should use your resources to help others you should not keep things for yourself in this world that you should be faithful with the resources of others don't cut corners people will laugh at you just like the pharisees laughed at jesus christ people will laugh at you don't uh, don't don't bother don't bother that is the way they laughed at jesus himself so people will laugh at you that should not that should not bother you it should not bother you at all at all Thank you so very much uh, for listening today. And please do join us for the next installment on the Luke December Challenge 2022. And that will be day day 17, uh, where we'll be reading Luke 17 and seeking treasures, hunting down treasures from Luke chapter 17. One more time, thank you very much, Elizabeth Akindele. God bless you, really good. And have a fantastic night. God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you for day 17 of Luke December Challenge 2022. God bless you. God bless you. Really good.